0: Hi everyone, I'm Anna Close. And
1: I'm Paul Chabroni, and this is the Engineering History Podcast.
0: If you want to hear about where engineering and history collide, then you're at the right show.
1: Today, we'll be going over...
0: The history of the toilet.
1: The toilet!
0: La toilette. That's what I wrote down for the podcast episode.
1: La toilette? Yeah. Is this a tie-in with the movie Napoleon?
0: no not even close
1: hopefully it's not because we think that we hope this podcast will be historically accurate shots fired (laughs) but first let's give you some background about us I am a manufacturing engineer doing manufacturing activities at an aerospace company
0: and I'm a civil engineer focusing on water resources and water quality we're not drinking anything today because let's just, let's cut, just yeah, I, yeah cut it out. Okay.
1: No, I mean we can keep this part in. Yeah. But like in general, I think we should cut that part out of the podcast.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've gotten to do these podcasts Sunday morning instead of like Saturday night.
1: Honestly, even if it was Saturday night. But anyway, that's the let's not waste too much time here. But we are drinking coffee.
0: Yes. Mm.
1: Wise Suns Jewish Deli, um, in San Francisco. Wonderful coffee, I gotta say. And you got the the honey coffee. I, I finished
0: think. it already. Okay. Well, was <laughs> I it needed. Good? It was okay. it, it was a taste of fall.
1: Okay, sound like sound like maybe not the best.
0: No, I've had okay. better.
1: Okay, well if you guys still want to sponsor <laughs> us, you know where to find us.
0: Shit. <laughs> okay, so Paul, this is a bit of a tie-in to Thanksgiving. I feel like I kind of okay. played that a little bit earlier this week. Okay, and do you want to know why? Why? When are the busiest days of the year for plumbers?
1: Um, probably post Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Thanksgiving day and the days following.
1: Dude, that's crazy because mm-hmm. we, not for toilet reasons, <laughs> but we actually clogged our sink.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but that was just poor judgment with how much stuff, uh, how much, folks, don't put potting soil down your sink. <laughs> <laughs> It might seem like a great idea. You might feel like a little brainiac. And then your tub might end up plugged full of disgusting scum for days. And we still don't have a plumber.
0: And ladies out there, if you are dating a mechanical engineer who does not know anything about plumbing, please keep an eye on him at all times. Yeah, where were you exactly? I was at work. Okay. All right. I was at work.
1: I was enjoying my day off by clogging. My <laughs> sink. By dating, do you mean co-hosting a podcast?
0: Yes, that's what I meant. We're we're we we're, fi- ladies find yourself a mechanical engineer to co-host a podcast with and then make sure he doesn't <laughs> shove fucking potting soil down our kitchen sink.
1: I guess my only point here is that this is real for us. Like this we're in the throes <laughs> of the plumbing depths right now.
0: We are. <laughs> <laughs> just so dead inside with them. <laughs> I can uh, imagine yeah okay so obviously some of the reasons why plumbers have such a field day with you know Thanksgiving and the days falling is because we leave massive logs in the toilet and yeah. clog them up Ayo. Sure. Ayo. Um, but it's also from kitchen sinks getting clogged as well
1: is it really? So we're not alone? Yeah. That explains the sort of response time on this on this plumber, I guess.
0: Yeah. By the way, don't put grease or any solid food into the sink disposal. Oh, my
1: God. So I have strong opinions where I think the sink deserves a little bacon grease <laughs> as a treat. <laughs> As a treat sometimes, <laughs> like, it's been a good boy.
0: <laughs> like... not, not ours. Ours does not. It needs <laughs> it needs some fresh water. <laughs>
1: I, I think, okay, and we don't have to stay here too long, but I actually have strong opinions of <laughs> what's so wrong about a little bacon grease inside a Stainless steel, American, <laughs> it, well-made plumbing system. It
0: coagulates when it dries. It becomes solid.
1: And you know what? It, it probably is kind of soft. Have you ever seen solidified baking grease? You can push through that very easily.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, we're, we're not going to get into this right now.
1: <laughs> USA. USA. Oh.
0: These podcasts, they need like an, an expert on them. Yeah,
1: we need our own version of like a fact checker. Yeah. Jamie, what? look that shit up. <laughs> Pull that shit up, Jamie. Is Jamie an expert?
0: No, I don't think so. But anyways, today we'll be focusing on the history of the toilet throughout the ancient world. Okay. And sort of modern times as well. Excellent. We'll just be going over, like, the highlights, in my opinion.
1: Are you going to get into the importance of the thing, or should I do a little hype? Like, I'm a big toilet fan.
0: I am about to get into the importance Excellent. of toilets, actually. If Excellent. you would just chill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> fine. It's just my, my little crushed soul. Aw. Um, anyway. Okay, so just... A little reminder, we did a few episodes on the sewage system, or lack thereof, in London, causing a few outbreaks of cholera and the Great Stink. Sure. You remember that?
1: I remember it. It's been a visceral part of my life.
0: Episode 25 and 26. Wow, nice. Yeah, I know. During this time, the toilet system was just a bucket that was occasionally collected by night soil men, or it would be sent through a rudimentary plumbing system to a buried tank. That would occasionally be dug up and then emptied into the Thames River.
1: That's back when men were men, by the way.
0: Yeah, man. I really wish we would just eat our own shit or something, you know? It does seem
1: like the most efficient. It's like a, a closed energy system.
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I totally blocked that out. <laughs> you probably should have. Uh, anyways. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of why toilets are so important. It's just it's for sanitary reasons. Obviously we don't have cholera outbreaks anymore, but not yet. Not yet. Yeah, and not after I'm done with the plumbing and Hey-o. <laughs> plumbing in our building. <laughs> um yeah. So let's just move on. Okay. So now was this system used worldwide? This rudimentary plumbing system? Well, we'll we'll be going over it. Along with a couple of other things, like when was the porcelain toilet officially invented and when was it used? Um, And uh, you ready to get into it?
1: Oh, I'm ready to get into it.
0: The start of the oldest known toilets was the Sumerians and Mesopotamians. Nice. Yeah, they built uh, the toilets around 3500 to 3000 B.C.,
1: and I'm assuming this isn't like, well, you you already said, it's not a porcelain toilet.
0: No, 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 no. It's not. What, what the Sumerians did was they built deep pits lined with uh, ceramic tubes where the user would sit on.
1: That's not too far away from like a modern toilet.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. The solids would sit at the bottom of the tubes while the liquids would seep through holes in the bottom.
1: And then they would collect the solids.
0: And pretty much, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Wow. Mesopotamia.
0: Sumerians did
1: this I thought you said Mesopotamia
0: Mesopotamians kind of have their own system But it's similar oh, to okay. the Sumerians Well
1: Sumerians I already like your system Like you're, <laughs> you're coming in at an advantage
0: Yeah what if we just got rid of our toilet And we just did a Sumerian system That would then... be amazing
1: <laughs> What if, I mean, honestly, okay, people are always like, we need to go back to the past. Like, everything was great in the past, and now mm-hmm. the future sucks. Yeah. Okay, buddy, you want to go back you to the okay, go? Well, you can go
0: there. Eat your own shit. How about that? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> that's sure that's what ever they did. did. They, <laughs> they, they did, didn't do that. <laughs> they ate their own feces. They, this is
1: uh spread of blatant misinformation. We're going to get the COVID tag again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God.
0: My coworkers listen to this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so how did the Sumerians build these ceramic tubes?
1: Sorry,
0: I, I was—I was, I don't know
1: why I just automatically was gonna be like, well, uh, I don't, and but I don't it's actually like, know.
0: I, I know, I can tell you, I did the research, Jack. This
1: is like woman talking in a meeting simulator. It's like, yeah. it's like I have no clue what I'm talking about, but I'll venture guess. <laughs>
0: You want to mansplain yeah, how exactly. this was done? To
1: be clear, I mean the... Ma- you you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Do yeah. I? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should I mansplain what you mean about what I mean? Yeah.
0: That would be great. Thank you.
1: Oh, my God. I'd like to... Impor- I'm, I'm manspreading the fuck out of this table right now. <laughs> it's okay. Me too.
0: <laughs> you just got to air out the nethers sometimes. Thank you. I, I have... I, well, I'm not airing them out. <laughs> I just, you know. Wonderful. Anyways, at the time... <laughs> At the time, everything was made by hand, which meant getting clay and molding it by hand, molding the tubes, and then putting it over an open fire. So that's kind of originally how they made these ceramic tubes to shit in. Sure. However, the (sighs) Samaritan... The Sumerians were actually pretty advanced in their engineering and technology, and as a result, they developed the turning wheel, which allowed them to mass-produce ceramic objects and pottery. That's
1: so cool. So what what is a turning wheel?
0: The turning wheel, or commonly known as pottery, pottery wheel, is a giant wooden wheel base with a stick coming out of the center, and on the top of the stick rested a smaller metal circle where you would put the clay mound on top of, and then you'd just spin it. Mm-hmm. And then you would just kind of mold oh, it. Yeah.
1: this is like when you go to those classes yes. where it's like you make the pots. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, dude, there's a crazy YouTube video online. Do you remember the one where it's like the guy who's like
0: we're making clay
1: things and <laughs> ah, my wife left me. And like <laughs> Do you know Do you remember what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, I feel like I do. It's I, like
1: the the sculptor's clay ground. That's oh, what it was. Yes. yes. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: yes. It was like sculptor's and then you get lynx disease <laughs> <You get Link's laughs> in prison <laughs> <laughs> folks if you don't know who we're talking about the sculptor's click clay- so I don't even know how to funny. describe it it's so, it funny, so funny
0: didn't he just like throw random crap yeah. Onto, yeah, yeah. The, onto the clay it's like,
1: it's yeah. like, sometimes messes are beautiful and if you want to call me <laughs> we can remember what that's
0: like <laughs> oh my god
1: Oh. Uh, anyway, so they invented that.
0: The, yeah. The, the spinny yeah.
1: thing when you're taking those classes and making a, a Yeah, clay pot. the
0: Sumerians invented the sculptor's clay ground. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> and Link's disease. And toxic <laughs> relationships. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Okay, so Mesopotamians came after the Sumerians, and they had a similar system, system to them. <clears throat> For upper class citizens, however, they had, like, toilets in separate rooms instead of, like, a giant, like... You know like public kind of system sure where the pores would go couldn't be me there was tile drains built on a slant so at the base of the these indoor to- toilets it would carry the waste to clay pipes that would carry it to rivers
1: that's i mean that's really close to what we have
0: yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. and then obviously the lower class citizens had the ceramic tubes yeah. and it was fun
1: What happens if you're a lower class dude and you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to go?
0: You just have to hold it until you get to the.
1: What if it's like two a.m. and you really have to go?
0: You just hold it until you get to the. You'd leave your house, get to the public toilet system.
1: That sounds really. If you
0: really, if you really had to go, I'm sure you could just like dig like a hole and then just shit in that.
1: Technically, I guess you could still do that.
0: Don't, please. I'm <laughs> just saying. We do live in San Francisco, though. I know. You don't even have
1: to dig the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, sorry.
0: No, I was going to say there are those really nice, like, um, um, what is it, like trees in the sidewalk where I've definitely seen some Oh human yeah. Pieces. I
1: mean, that's just kind of a prime example. I, I will say as a guy who's really into uh, backcountry backpacking, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is kind of crazy how quick your mind just shifts into like, okay, we don't have toilets. I'm digging a hole, you mm-hmm. know. Like it's, like it's a, it's a, it's a phase shift, you know?
0: Yeah. As someone who is not as accustomed to backpacking, but is slowly getting used to it. I I actually agree. I feel like it's, there's like a mentality when you get in the woods where it's like, I have to do what I have to do.
1: (laughs) It's a whole nother level when you don't have toilet paper. Mm -hmm. There's a whole guide. We actually Mm -hmm. have it on our shelf right now of what you can use depending where you're, where you are. And, yeah. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, folks, toilet paper, a luxury. You'd be surprised. Not a necessity, yeah. but you should use something.
0: Yeah. I prefer a bidet. Honestly, I feel like bidets really.
1: Never tried one. I've only heard good things.
0: Yeah. I was actually, when we, we were watching South Park last night, I was watching an episode of the Japanese toilet.
1: Oh, that like, like and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yes. And it was the one where, um, uh, Who's Integrity Farms? Randy Marsh. Randy Marsh. Who's like Randy? Yeah, I think so. He's like um, the pioneer of like these Uh Japanese Japanese toilets in South Park, and he's like talking to his kids like we're JFK, (laughs) and then he gets shot, and he's like, I hate Japanese toilets. You know, big. You know, uh, what is it? Toilet paper is the way to go.
1: Oh my gosh, that's insane.
0: Yeah, it's not. I would recommend bidets. Try bidet.
1: I've never tried one. I really should.
0: I would love. I, I think we should try
1: My gym has a bidet but I really don't want the first bidet I use oh, to be yeah. like yeah, you
0: can't you can't pop your bidet cherry with no. a gym
1: I've heard they're honestly fairly cheap you know to bring it back to backpacking you know there's pocket bidets that are like a little squeeze bottle
0: you uh. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> Ew. it's like
1: a little it's like a little super soaker kind of
0: Have you heard of coffee enemas? <laughs> yes
1: oh my god I used to follow this guy online who would do coffee enemas every week. And he uh, said it's so much better than drinking coffee.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah. I feel like it causes infection. And Does like, it? it's just, that's what I've heard. Like, doctors don't recommend coffee enemas, but then they give you their quote unquote medicine. <laughs> what? Do you know that meme? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they take away Our the cure, cure. <laughs> <laughs> coffee enemas <laughs> to give you their medication hemorrhoid cream. Yeah. <laughs> I saw
1: one that was like that, but it was bionicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like other Legos or something.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, you want to hear about the Roman Empire? <laughs> I'm thinking
1: about it right now already.
0: Uh, okay. Poor residents in the Roman Empire. Oh, oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you just got so excited. <laughs> I did. A little coffee dribbled out of your mouth.
1: <laughs> I need to grab it you? Do you want to keep it rolling? Yeah, okay.
0: okay. So, while Paul is... <laughs> while... <laughs> While Paul is cleaning up the drool because he got so excited about talking about the Roman Empire, I'm going to say poor residents would use pots where they would dump it into the sewer systems or latrines, aka public restrooms. Did the nom just come off of our door? (laughs) Jesus Christ. The
1: pod studio is still a work in
0: progress. (laughs) Okay. So latrines, aka public restrooms. You heard that, right? Uh, Yes. Okay. So, the latrines were essentially wooden boards with holes in them where the user would sit.
1: I feel like they went backwards. I feel like I'd i rather sort I, know, in I know.
0: But it is kind of interesting. Well, I'll get into it in a second, but they were ahead of their time. Okay. Um, okay, so a trench was dug underneath the latrines or the wooden board, and gravity run water would sweep away the waste.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I like that.
0: Yep. Um, the Romans would actually use. Bath water. they would recycle it and local rivers and use that as the gravity-run water to sweep away waste. I take
1: away everything I said. That's amazing. And Roman yeah. engineering remains unparalleled.
0: Yeah, this was actually a pretty effective <laughs> sewage system. That's amazing. It gets even better. Richer residents have their own private bathroom with a similar engineering layout as the public latrines. Clay and lead piping... Okay. Lead piping, not a huge fan of. Yeah. Um, was used to wash away the waste for the homes instead of like, you know, they just, just having an open pit, right. essentially. Um, their sewer system was carefully constructed so that all the waste, whether it's was from a bathhouse or from a public or private toilet, would drain back to the cloaca maxima.
1: The cloaca maxima? I know.
0: It is such <laughs> a cool name. Okay. So the clo- this would, in itself, would be a great podcast. Okay. <laughs> The Cloaca Maxima is the first earliest known sewage system and it was constructed around 600 B.C. Uh-huh. It was first an open-air channel lined with bricks where all the water sort of would wash into. Mm-hmm. Evidence shows that wooden bridges would have been built on top of it so in some, stop, oh. some spots there was a roof over the open channel. Yeah.
1: Jesus, imagine working there. I
0: know. It would have not been great, but...
1: <coughs> sorry.
0: You done? sorry. <laughs>
1: Is this not as bad as it's going to get?
0: No, it, it's oh, it, it does get a little worse. <laughs>
1: as a as a um as a, you know, sort of dainty uh mechanical, I certainly have never interfaced with this stuff on a regular basis. And
0: as a rough and tumble yeah. civil engineer, sort <laughs> of like my hands look like this, so his can look like
1: that. Yeah, but my hands are still covered in like, you know, like Grease and stuff.
0: Mine are covered in the in the dirt and cement that is the foundation of society. Oh, my God.
1: Well, uh, allow me to step aside then.
0: Yeah. You want to hear more about the cloaca Maxima? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was originally used for stormwater management. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. But by the second century BC, so around 200 BC, it developed into a sewer system as well. So pretty fun love pretty it pretty fun love a sewer um, something kind of interesting is that they had sewer manholes to Ooh. the system to make repairs yeah this is so
1: advanced
0: yeah um, and we I know there's like aqueducts and stuff that the Romans did it's so cool sure but we're not going to talk about that because that was more for distribution of drinking water and not okay. for sewage and toilets yes although they did use lead pipes for drinking water which is
1: again not a great call
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure it made things a little spicy, though.
0: (laughs) Ew. What? (laughs) Ew, I guess. (laughs) Anyways, we're moving on to ancient China.
1: Love ancient China.
0: Yeah. Um, Recently, archaeologists have uncovered remains of what is now called the quote-unquote first flushable toilet.
1: Wait, hang on. Before we get to the first flushable toilet, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, I totally meant to say this, and I totally forgot. I apologize. This is so Uh awkward for me to shoehorn this back in. Okay. The cloaca maxima. I remember when I was like eight or nine years old, I was reading one of those. Do you remember those little like junior science magazines they would have where it's like like National Geographic kids or something or whatever? Yeah. I remember I read one that was talking about somebody, I don't know why, but some guy, I think it was in the Netherlands, I don't know. I was like eight. So do the math on like when this would have been. But mm-hmm. like, like um, some guy, I think it was in the Netherlands, made a machine. It was like a, a physical machine that you could put food in one end and poop would come out the other end. Ew. And he called it the cloaca. And I remember they had pictures about it. And I remember reading it and thinking it was the most disgusting thing on earth <laughs> and like, like literally getting scarred by it. Um, Anyway, that's what I thought of. <laughs> when you said cloaca. That's what I thought of.
0: Did we have to bring that up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't want to let that... If anybody else knows what I'm talking about, like, I'm sorry because you also got scarred.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. That was my contribution. (laughs) You done drooling all over the Roman Empire now? I'm done,
1: like, freaking, like, you know, I I have a napkin now, so... (laughs) I can just pat my mouth like a dainty little. uh, A dainty little Victorian. Yeah, yeah. A sickly boy or something. I don't know.
0: Who would win? One spicy Cheeto or the immune system of a Victorian child?
1: That child has no chance. Are you kidding me?
0: I love the memes where it's like. Um, imagine putting like a Roman soldier in the middle of one of these like um, like Daft Punk concerts or something oh, like. Fu- that. Oh my god, dude, <laughs> yeah. they go crazy. Yeah, they would have a stroke.
1: <laughs> or they would like go on a killing frenzy. I would. They would think that Jupiter and Apollo had come down to Earth <laughs> and were mixing like <laughs> yeah. stuff. We were mixing Pharrell's Happy life. <laughs> dude. By the way, Daft Punk, Random Access Memories' tenth anniversary just came out. If you're mm-hmm. like me and you're obsessed with that album. The 10th anniversary, give it a listen. They have making of tracks (laughs) for a bunch of stuff and, like, alternate versions. And, oh, my God. The song Fragments of Time is, like, one of my favorite songs probably ever made. And they have, like, this whole thing of them, like, recording test stuff of finding fragments of time. Mm -hmm. It is so good. It's, like. How does it go? It's that song where it's, like, I'll just keep playing back
0: these fragments of time. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. it's
1: yeah great song great album great 10 year anniversary edition
0: okay we don't we don't uh list anything else out unless they pay us <laughs> right
1: <laughs> which daft punk we will be getting a bill in the mail <laughs> um, a
0: cease and desist <laughs> yeah
1: actually we'll be getting something in the yeah. mail <laughs> it's like we the, we have negative you know there's negative influencers and i'm sorry we're like off the rails now but <laughs> negative influencers are a thing where it's like it's like some brands have like like it's almost like a hit list where it's like this person is like like talking trash about our brand. I oh. like we need to like watch out and like monitor them or something. What the fuck? If that's a real thing. And uh we can maybe put put on that list for daft punk, who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyways, ancient China. <laughs> yes. You uh,
1: ready? Yes. Uh, first flushable toilet.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what you call flushable, but okay. it was thought it was created during the Warring States period in ancient China. I
1: remember that from yeah. the Great Wall of China episode we yeah. did only yeah. a few episodes yeah. ago.
0: Yeah. Very good episode. This toilet structure was a slanted clay, clay box where you would use, you would defecate Um, It would lead to a bent clay pipe at the bottom of the slanted box. The toilet was nicknamed the luxury box, quote quote unquote, and was thought to have been like inside the palace or used for high official military people. Gotcha. Um, And they would normally have, if it was inside the palace, there would be a pipe leading to like an outdoor pit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, In rural parts of China, it was found that human feces was used as a fertilizer.
1: Hey, you know, that's disgusting, but also sustainable.
0: Yeah. Um, This was actually a commonly used uh, practice in other parts of the world as well, especially in areas where cattle was, cattle was lacking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see that. I mean, if it works with cows, obviously, again, super disgusting. I Mm -hmm. bet it's also like you could, well, could you contaminate it more with human poop than cow poop?
0: I think so. Because the reason cow poop is so good with fertilizer is because they don't eat meat
1: oh they only eat grass
0: yeah that's why also dogs poop can't be used as fertilizer is
1: that really true yeah so if
0: you're if you have a dog and like you don't pick up after it, and you're like, oh, it's poop, it's just fertilizer, yeah. you're wrong. Uh-oh. You're actually harming the environment.
1: Dog own- SF has, like, the most annoying dog owners probably in the world.
0: <sighs> yeah, and you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Look, it's just fertilizer, oh. okay?
0: <laughs> it's not, though, but thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, it, al- it would also just spread diseases and stuff like that. Yeah. Although, I guess, could my poop be used as fertilizer? Because I don't eat meat.
1: So that's a really good question if you had an entirely vegan society or even vegetarian. Yeah. Do cows eat? I guess nobody really eats no no animal eats dairy post uh being a baby other yeah. than humans obviously.
0: So, I guess cows are completely vegan cuz they just Yeah,
1: they they I guess most I guess if you're an animal and you only eat plants by definition you're a vegan. Yeah. So therefore Yes, I think we could use your poop as fertilizer.
0: Okay, great. I'll save some for us later.
1: We do have a plant that's dying in the apartment right now. I don't think we know what we need to do.
0: No, yeah, we need to throw it out. It's not. It smells. That
1: that was related to the whole potting soil and the same thing.
0: Yeah, thank you, Paul.
1: We we did our best. Sometimes surgery doesn't work.
0: And they die.
1: (laughs) They die anyway. Sometimes
0: your dad just dies. Okay. Oh Oh my god. (laughs)
1: all right china flushable toilet yeah
0: okay ancient europe
1: (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck
0: in the medieval era castles would would have what was called a garter robe room
1: garter robe room
0: it was it was just a toilet but well actually it was more of a hole that would lead down to a pit river moat or the ground below Mm -hmm. um sometimes it would be cleaned up by you know like "Quote unquote night soil man" or collected by farmers to be used as fertilizer, or it would just be left there to deter invaders. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first modern flushable toilet was first invented by Sir John Harrington in 1596. Harrington created a device, a device called that called for a two-foot deep oval bowl um, that would be waterproofed with like resin or wax or something like that and fed it would be fed by water from um an upstairs cistern nice so kind of
1: yeah 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 but
0: not quite the modern toilet exactly we're getting closer exactly um the flushing system the flushing pot did require seven and a half gallons of water
1: so not super environmentally Mm -hmm. friendly no
0: uh no
1: What's I feel it? like you could maybe make, I mean, if you had it in the right position, you could maybe, if there was like a river or something above you, you could divert it it's like always flowing or something. Well, I guess the Romans already kind of nailed that anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you wouldn't really want like a system that's constantly flowing through your toilet because the toilet, you know, it leads to like a cistern below or a sewage system.
1: Yeah. But if it's going to a sewage system, who cares?
0: Mm, That's true, although, well, okay, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later. It's just, it's a systems (laughs)
1: design question.
0: Yeah, okay, well, do you want to hear about Scottish inventor Alexander Cummings?
1: Hell yeah, I do.
0: In 1775, Scottish inventor Alexander Cummings created the S-shaped pipe below the toilet bowl. Oh, I'm well familiar. Yeah. So this would um, sort of act as a seal to prevent sewer gas from entering through the toilet bowl from a cistern.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's such, that's like one of
1: those things that's like so simple and then it just takes a guy to do it. It's like, you just like, you just solved an entire class of problems with a solution that's just so like... Like, it's like a tiny little S, you I know. know? It's
0: a little S. It's a little S, boy. Good job, guy.
1: Good job, guy. <laughs> okay, so. <Gold> star.
0: <laughs> Good for you. You get a high five. <laughs> oh, he's dead, though, so. Oh. Um, okay, so England. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in previous episodes, we talked about the sewer system and its correlation to. The uh, uh, outbreaks of cholera in London.
1: Don't tell me that the British can get anything right.
0: (laughs) They can get some things right. I mean... Fine. (laughs) Okay. So just to recap, the toilet system for poorer citizens was either a septic tank system that would often break down and leak into the ground. Ew. Gross. A box that waste would be collected by night soil men, or they would dispose of it in local rivers. Gross. Ew. Yeah. Obviously... Not cool. Not not cool. These bathrooms or boxes where you would poop would often be used by multiple people within a home or block, too. So. Oof. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> not cool. Not cool. Um, Music
1: festival vibes, if you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. For those who are more well-off, they would either have a fancy wooden box with a ceramic bowl at the bottom. So instead of just, like, having, like, a whole block use a shitty wooden box, you would have it decorated. <laughs> <laughs> we did it! <laughs> We're so well off! <laughs> we, <laughs> we decorated our shit box.
1: This is like when two people go to Taco Bell and one of them gets a Crunchwrap Supreme and the other one's like, I'd like my Crunchwrap Supreme with steak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so much richer than you!
1: <laughs> it's a subtle flex.
0: Um. Although I will say, some of these <laughs> decorated boxes. They would, as some of them would have a slow drip of water coming from a hose okay. that would send the waste down to a cellar for storage.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, for storage?
0: For, you know, like a cistern.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. But so you'd have like a night soil man coming. Okay.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, so using porcelain or ceramic was actually more hygienic because it was easier to clean than wooden boxes. That's a fact. And, it was, and <laughs> ceramic and porcelain are also more durable material for toilets. Yes. So we're going to talk about a couple of people. Thomas Crapper.
1: <laughs> My favorite. <laughs>
0: George Jennings and uh, Twyford. Got it. Yeah. Were
1: you really going to try to sneak Thomas Crapper in there without comment?
0: We're, we, we, we'll get into him. We're going to talk about him <laughs> a Mr. lot. Mr. Crapper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So George Jennings was a pioneer for the public toilet system. Okay. He first introduced the idea of a public toilet system at the Great Exhibition in 1851 in London. Amazing. Yeah. People could pay a penny to view the water closet on display and eventually the term pay a penny... Are you familiar with that? Not really. Maybe it's an English thing. Um, it became a euphemism for using the toilet.
1: Interesting. I know in Europe, people have to pay to use the toilet. That's crazy to me. Wait, really? Yeah. Like if you go to the like the public restrooms, quote unquote, you have to like pay money. It's like it's like a dollar or something or like a euro. Mm,
0: interesting. Yeah. Well, I know. I guess it's kind of like that. In SF, like if you can't, there's really no public toilets.
1: That's true. You got yeah. You have to go to like a coffee shop. Yeah, exactly. But most coffee shops don't care if you go in just to use the restroom.
0: Yeah, I don't think. No, well, I, I guess I guess not. Yeah. Um, Jennings eventually pat, patented a washout closet or public toilet in mm-hmm. 1852. The unit had a shallow bowl with a tray above holding water and an S-trap piping below the bowl. Nice. The flush water drove the contents into the pan and then through the S-trap into the sewer system or cistern. Nice. Your favorite guy <laughs> in 1861, Thomas Crapper, started a plumbing and sanitary engineering business. Hell yeah. <laughs> he made a name for himself by pat- patenting and producing a more modern version of the flushable toilet. Amazing. These toilets operated by lifting a handle to release stored up water. The pressure of the stored water would cause it to rush through a pipe at the back of the toilet. It would circle the toilet, eventually flushing it down a pipe at the base of the toilet. Again, it would be connected to a sewer system or cistern.
1: You know, I've read things about Thomas Crapper Mm -hmm. that, (laughs) no pun intended, crapped over him a little bit. Because they were like, he didn't really invent the toilet, which is true. But I think he (laughs) did the harder job, which is...
0: Making it cool. <laughs> Making the
1: toilet cool. <laughs> yeah. And manufacturable. And it's. I feel like it's it's at least as hard to take something that's already amazing mm-hmm. and bring it to the everybody, you know, mm-hmm. like popularize it, increase the manufacturing, make a version that everyone can have. I think it's a very pro, pro-populist thing. Yeah. And I, for one, support Thomas Crapper with my whole heart.
0: Yeah. I was about to say, he, even though he did not – and he wasn't like the inventor of the first flushable toilet. I mean, flushable toilets have been a thing even in like a, ancient China, as right. we just talked about. He did redefine the model and also patented the ballcock, that would, <laughs> yeah, love it, um, which was an addition to the the tank that would hold the water. It was sort of like a valve that would prevent water flowing. Um, into the toilet when the tank was full.
1: I think you can say with confidence that the Engineering History Podcast is a pro-ballcock podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I'm, um, just, I'm just stating facts here. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a system that we can see in modern toilets, is what I'm going to say. Like, okay. our, our toilet right now is probably, there. it's like a ballcock system.
1: Well, um Thanks, Mm because that's the one plumbing-related item in this apartment that's working right now. Yeah, I know. I I mean podcast studio.
0: Yeah. The word (laughs) crap. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. (laughs) Let's
1: get into the etymology.
0: Okay. Even before it's common use today, um, in the 16th century, it was actually used as a term of refusal. But it slowly fell out of the lexicon in England. But American settlers kept the term alive in America. In World War One, the American soldiers that settled in London found it amusing that crapper was printed all over the toilets. I, I find that amusing too. <laughs> yeah, so the word crap was repopularized in England, and it slowly took over this modernized version of the word crap.
1: Interesting. hmm hmm Interesting.
0: Yes. So... These flushable toilets that Thomas Crapper, you know, he patented and produced were really only accessible for the wealthy citizens. Sure. Or those that could pay for a public toilet with George Jennings. Right. his His invention. Yes. It wasn't until Thomas Twyford who mass produced the flushable toilet mm. that it eventually became a common household item for lower class citizens as well.
1: Okay. So in my heart right now, it's like, Friendship ended with Thomas Crapper. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Twyford is my new best friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and that's really that's that's really it. We have the you know the ceramic bowl, the flushable system, the connection to piping and plumbing into a sewer system. Although nowadays we do have a more modernized, economically or environmentally friendly uh, toilet that you know uses less water and then we also have compostable toilets and then you know the The what is it? The Japanese toilets that like shoot water up your butt and like sink to you. you. Yeah.
1: Have you seen the toilets where you poop in it? It's like more, I want more. (laughs) No. Those ones are crazy. I think those are also Japanese.
0: (laughs) Who would win? A Japanese toilet or a sickly Victorian boy.
1: (laughs) I think the sickly Victorian boy would run screaming. Yeah. Although he would be lucky enough to use a private toilet. So um,
0: if he was rich.
1: Yeah, I guess he's like one of those sickly, like, um, you know, like rich families at the time always had the one sickly child who like hobble <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, maybe he's that kid. Yeah, I was, um, I was telling my parents like now that it's getting kind of colder in the city, and we live in like a sort of like Victorian style neighborhood, or like a lot of older buildings and stuff like that. Um, I told my parents, like, it's rot girl winter, and they were like, what is that? And I'm like, I'm just going to lay on the couch and pretend I'm a Victorian child and <laughs> run away. And my mom was like, no, <laughs> can you not do that?
1: That's my similar reaction, although I do have to say you're really into knitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you I like classical tea. music, you yeah. love tea, mm-hmm. so this could, and we have candles, too, in the apartment. We do have so.
0: candles, and I have that old um, European night dress. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is all coming together way too well. I
0: know. Oh, my God. I do have bags under my eyes, and I'm very pale. Yeah, that so. is true.
1: I think that's just the modern condition. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, uh, thank you for the, the sort of huh, rundown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, a
0: royal flush ah! of an episode, if you will. <laughs>
1: You know, as a as a you know, we are in Silicon Valley, um, mm-hmm. or sort of, well, San Francisco, but we mm-hmm. are in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and you know, my mind is always racing and like thinking about these kinds of things. What is the future of pooping? Like, what what is what what do we what are our next toilet adventures? Let's say. <laughs>
0: Um, I would say probably um, environmentally friendly toilets. Okay. You know, the kind where it's like uses less water. Yeah. I would definitely say that's...
1: Can I hit you with something kind of interesting? Yeah. This is just off the fly. Mm Mm-hmm. So... The amount of water that you need to push the, you know, whatever, maybe it's just piss, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's also poop. The amount of water you need to successfully push that down the pipe Mm -hmm. is likely, and I'm just, I'm spitballing here, so this this might not be totally accurate, but it's likely a function of the geometry and the density, right? Mm -hmm. So if you had a water level sensor inside the toilet that could tell the displacement of the water, and maybe you had a small camera that could figure out the geometry of the poop. You could honestly, I feel like you could have an algorithm that could, (laughs) you know, determine exactly how much water is needed and then you add a little margin on top of that. But I feel like you could have the perfect amount of water every single time mm-hmm. and you could apply a machine learning algorithm to learn exactly how much water you need. And then, hang on, I know <laughs> it's like analyzing your poop so that it's like, oh, my God, you're iron deficient. <laughs> go, go take a supplement right now. And it auto orders it from Amazon. <laughs> and then when you order it, it shows up. The toilet camera can see it come in. It's like,
0: oh, yay, you did it. <laughs> You're getting your
1: nutrients, and it's, like, screaming. And
0: it mansplains you why you need iron supplements.
1: And you're forced to manspread when you sit on it for ergonomic reasons, and it it denotes a power stance. It's just, like,
0: flop in the bowl and hit the toilet water.
1: There is a massage mode. Um, (laughs) Ew. But but obviously built-in bidet, and... Obviously it needs the RGB LED lighting. (laughs) And oh my god, sorry, I'm still going, but we get if we flush (laughs) it, right? (laughs) You could have words of encouragement or you could have a soundtrack. Mm -hmm. You could program your own. Interstellar soundtrack every (laughs) time I take a
0: shit.
1: And you can have an app where you can see, like, the amount of times you poop over time. Because you can do that by weight, right? Like, you know who's on the toilet at all times. Oh my God! Did we Ooh,
0: just? <laughs> you know what? What you can do is maybe you could eat like little um little microbes that'll like that'll digest in your stomach okay. and then like form with your poop, so uh-huh. you can track your shit through a the little sewage. poop microchip.
1: <laughs> oh my God!
0: <laughs> Holy
1: crap! I think honestly, here's what we do: after you poop, we'll just have a little catapult inside the toilet and it just throws a little tag <laughs> on it, right? But I, I feel like poop all We're becomes. a cowboy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. I did. Do even individual turds even maintain themselves like at the desal or at the um like sewage treatment plant?
0: Uh yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess you could. That's insane. <laughs> oh my god! I think we just started a build. I think we just started a unicorn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to hit Sandhill Road right now. <laughs> I just
0: heard camera and toilet, and I'm thinking like someone's gonna try and hack that camera.
1: Oh my god! Watch you take the shit goes out there. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! that would oh my god you're right
0: can you imagine hacking kim kardashian's toilet camera
1: i can imagine the sick fucks who would be interested in doing <laughs> they
0: just that just want to see her poop like that's that's the one thing
1: i think that honestly uh that's solvable because if that happens it has auto detection if your toilet got hacked and then it auto uploads all the pictures to OnlyFans and puts it behind a paywall <laughs> <laughs> so at least you're getting paid <laughs> at the very least like, it's oh not, like, no, no, nobody wanted you to get hacked, but at least, at the very least, <laughs> least you're able you're to get a payout paid. here. And then the toilet pays for itself over time, and it becomes a cash flow generating <laughs> asset. <laughs> asset, no pun intended. And we could call it the flow toilet, and we're flowing capital, we're flowing investment, we're flowing water, mm-hmm. we're flowing a lot of stuff, um... Honestly, it should just be a switch on the side. You just hit it and it turns the only fans on. It just manages everything for you.
0: Yeah. When did we start talking about this? I feel like we've been talking about this for hours.
1: <laughs> this was actually the whole podcast. You actually never gave the history of toilets at all.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, thanks for listening. Should we tease at the start of the year? Our oh yeah, we have something.
1: We're we're hey, much like uh, what's going in this toilet after this podcast, we're cooking something up. <laughs>
0: So stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're brewing something.
0: We're
1: we're flushing. We're flushing. We're, we're, we're flushing it. it. We're
0: fleshing it out. But it's a flush.
1: We got a royal flush on our hands. I like
0: you. You kind of used mine. I feel like I used royal flush already.
1: You didn't. Oh. <laughs> you said flush <laughs> <laughs> in the context of a toilet. <laughs>
0: Man, I need more coffee. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'm gaslighting you. We should we should play the tape bag.
0: Uh,
1: Let's not do that.
0: Everyone listen and like this episode of Paula's Gaslighting Me. Yes,
1: which has been this entire podcast, actually.
0: Yeah. Anyways, we have something coming up in the new year. It's been a, a bit of a passion project of mine. Yes. And yours. Yes. For a while. Would you say but, it was a passion project of yours?
1: I would say that you had the initial idea. Mm-hmm. I would say I have an idea. Uh, so... Not to get too into what it is, but we're Mm going to do it kind of on a season-by-season basis. Mm -hmm. You're going to do the first season, which is your passion project. Mm -hmm. I have a passion project, and I'm I'm sure yours is going to be amazing. It's probably not my passion project. Yeah. 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 Anyway, to put it in the vaguest possible terms.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking... I'm really looking forward to it. I think if you really enjoy this podcast, you'll enjoy the other one just as much.
1: Yes. And, uh, yes... I think that no I mean not questioning that that's definitely true. Sorry, you will I will hate it. No no no, no, no. I I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, uh like just things we need to like we're we're still flushing. we're still flushing out the concept. That's
0: what I just said. We're
1: still flushing it out. We're still making the <laughs> that that was gaslighting. But <laughs> but yes, we're we're still um I, I the, the progress the the process, the project is being worked on.
0: It's ongoing.
1: Is ongoing. Talk to our team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't have a legal, it's the legal team is River. <laughs> yes.
1: And ChatGPT. <Chachi> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, yes. that's, anyway, that's yeah. all I got. We
1: Happy, got something brewing.
0: Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving. By the way, again, thanks to folks, I was looking at the numbers again and we're now like squarely well in, not even on the border of, but squarely in the top 50% of the world's podcasts. That that's is like,
0: amazing. I
1: don't even, I can't even comprehend that.
0: I know. It's wild. I know.
1: So thanks to everybody listening. We appreciate you listening. If you like the podcast, I don't care. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's not true. I like I care a lot, but I I was gonna try to like you know how people always say like if you like the podcast, like, you know, leave us a review or something.
0: Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to unless it's really nice. (laughs) Yeah,
1: if it's a nice review, feel free to. But I think we I wanna start a trend by the way folks, the podcast the informational portion is over. So Yeah. But (laughs) I feel like I always find, and we might find ourselves doing this, so this could be used against me, but I always find it so annoying when people are like, if you like the podcast, like leave a review and rate us and all this stuff, we should start a trend that's like, if you like the podcast, don't review it. (laughs) Keep it to yourself. (laughs) Shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) Write it in your journal. (laughs) Write it in
1: your journal and then burn the diary pages.
0: (laughs) We don't want to hear it, buddy.
1: (laughs) We are laboring in silence. We are in monk mode. We're on our grind set. I was listening to this podcast one time. This is now totally We're not, not here toilet for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you. Do you know who Rick Rubin is?
0: I've heard the name.
1: He's like a music producer, mm-hmm. and. I heard this insane story one time that I can actually relate to a lot Mm -hmm. where he was telling the story. I think this was on Lex Friedman. I think is where I heard this, but he was telling somebody the story and he was working with a band. I want to say it was like Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was some extremely Mm, famous band. Okay. And apparently they went in to do an album, a studio album. They're in the studio. And, you know, the studio, obviously, you don't want that many people working in there because, like, you know, they're trying to get into the creative flow, and they got Rick Rubin, and it's like, you know, you don't want a million people running around because you're not going to make your best work. Yeah. And I don't I, I seriously don't remember if it was Red Hot Chili Peppers, but this band is, like, recording music, and they hit a sick lick on the guitar, and they're like, bam. And it's like, everything's flowing. The energy is amazing. Rick Rubin's like, yes, they've nailed it. Mm -hmm. They end it. It's perfect. They hit the record button. It's all saved. Everything's great. The band walks out of the studio. And one of the guys who's working there goes like, hey, guys, that was really freaking good. Like, you guys should be really proud. And one of the guys in the band is like, I know what you're trying to do. And I appreciate this. But just please don't say things like that to me. And he like walks out of the room. Because like the feedback is like like it, 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 like I almost can't put it into words. Rick Rubin said it so eloquently, but like it was like it was like. It, he almost couldn't handle praise that way. You know, Ooh, like he just needed it get to
0: get into his head. Cause now he's
1: like, Oh no, next time if I go, will that guy like it or not? Or like, yeah. maybe that was now my new peak and now I'm living up to the standard and like, yeah. Or you know. it'll
0: just like get to him. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm all hot shit. Yes. And he's not. Yes. Yes, Ooh, exactly. So I he's like, like it. So if you could <laughs> tell us we're shit, just yeah. really bring us down a notch. just
1: one-star reviews only. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, anyway, that that's not really how I feel about reviews, but I do think about that a lot in terms mm-hmm. of, like, any work I do, really. Like, yeah. even, you know, my day job, even.
0: Yeah. Just give us mediocre reviews.
1: <laughs> Three stars. Don't hurt our feelings, but don't... Uh,
0: don't praise us. <laughs> that's true.
1: I do think the Engineering History Podcast is my favorite podcast on the Apple App Store that is currently rated at 3.7 stars. <laughs>
0: A little for us, why yeah. don't you? <laughs> I think our egos
1: are a little too high. Yeah. Anyway, then, all right. Yeah,
0: like I said, that that's all I had.
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of riffing at this point. Well, um. Thank you. This was honestly a really fun episode. I know.
0: I think we needed, between Chernobyl yeah. and the Amazon adventure, I think we just needed something fun.
1: I think you're right. I, I, I told you this beforehand, and I won't reveal our next podcast topic. It's not going to be super dark, mm-hmm. but I do, I think it's going to be a bigger one. So, um,
0: okay.
1: yeah, it's not, it's not just like sit down, have a cup of coffee and just feel yeah. like, ah, oh, this is where your poop goes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> uh, yep.
1: Okay, well, um, thank, thank you, Anna. Yeah,
0: well, cheers. I don't have one, but... There to we go. go. <laughs> <laughs>